I am so sorry that my granddaughter's not here to meet you. I don't know where she can be. Julie. Julie, this is Mr. Miyagi. He was a friend of your grandfather. Hi. Welcome to the next four Karate Kid minutes, a podcast where we discuss the next Karate Kid four flower-watering minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us again today from Rocky Horror Minute is Leandra. Welcome back. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. Well, give yourself over to Absolute Karate Kid because today we are talking about minutes four through eight of the next Karate Kid. They begin with Miyagi parking and end with, end with bird talking. Boyd talking. Uh, we pick. I, I'm gonna try not to do my whiplash uh, accent every time we talk about the Boyd. Uh, but um, we do, we pick up where we left off on Monday with a car pulling into a large townhouse, and we go to an interior shop. But this is uh, Louise's house, uh, folks. If you are crazy stalkers, this house is located. Uh, on 59 Hyde Avenue in Newton, Massachusetts. So if you're a location person like I am, I like to go stand outside of houses that have been used in movies and TV and ogle. Um, Wait, that's not Boston. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's Newton, right? What the heck? Hey, it's lying to me. The film's <laughs> lying to me. Yeah, turn it off. All right, we're going to move on to uh, The Karate Kid with Jaden Smith. I'm sure there's more accuracy in the title alone. With that movie. Um, <laughs> I actually at first was wondering if Miyagi like drove Louisa eight hours from Virginia. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm just going to assume they flew to Massachusetts and Miyagi rented this car because he's driving this car for the rest of the film, which is very mm-hmm. weird. This is a 1993 Buick where he's usually driving like an old junkie truck. You know? um, want something nice, okay? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm busy. I might as well. I guess you can't really rent, rent the classics very easily from a car rental place. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm assuming he flew. But, like, why? What was the reason for Mr. Miyagi to fly to the home of his army buddy's widow? I mean, we could think one thing, but maybe there are other options. <laughs> I think that Mr. Miyagi is living his best life as this retired dude who's just like, you know what? I, I'm i going to go on vacation and I'm going to see maybe if there's love in my life. Maybe I can, mm. maybe I can romance this, this sweet widow. He's learning from Daniel. He gets a new girlfriend every summer. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's good. Like, oh, it's the next movie and Daniel's not here. I guess I get the girl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, obviously this is the, this is the widow of his army buddy, like his best bud that we, we've never heard of before, but you know, um, hand and wave, so, hand wave. yeah, <laughs> maybe this is a bit of like, I don't know. He feels, uh, responsible, indebted almost to Jack. Maybe I, I'm assuming Jack, no, Jack didn't die in the war. Right. Cause then he wouldn't, unless he was with Louisa before, the war and had a kid. Uh, I would assume he died later. That's what I. This yeah. Impression always felt like it. Maybe he just never made it home for like Jack's funeral, and he feels indebted or something. I don't know. I love the concept of there being a sequel to this movie where they really explore this relationship, but it just yeah. never happened. 
Yeah, the Karate Kid Part Two of the next Karate Kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's all focused on Miyagi and and uh, Louisa and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Miyagi's really busy during his life. Wow. Um, he had like a wife, and he's got a longtime girlfriend that he still writes letters to. And now we're here at uh, Louisa Pierce's house in Massachusetts, far, far away from Los Angeles or Okinawa. Um, maybe he's just got like points of, uh, you know, all my exes live in different places across the globe. <laughs> he's got several, uh, oh, I can't say that word. <laughs> I was a girl say. in every port. <laughs> sure. That's he's... what you're going to say, Matt, right? Uh, it wasn't the F word pad. <laughs> I was <wasn't> oh. just... <laughs> So this movie was on the Disney Channel and ABC Family several times. Uh, uh, so uh, let's just keep that in mind. Uh, <laughs> we see that Louisa is into some classical piano in the first interior shot. We actually see over an open piano with sheet music for uh, Schumann and Hayden. Um, this actually brings me back. I had a piano in my house growing up. Did either of you folks? No. Uh, no? My... Uh... My kind of family trade is piano tuning. So I always had oh. pianos. I was always playing with pianos, uh, but none of them were good pianos. All broken pianos, then they're fixed and they're gone. <laughs> yeah. Only the busted ones stay home. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, you know, Christmas carols and things like that. I don't know. She's got one. I'm assuming that she's, you know... As talented as the actress uh, is, uh, maybe maybe she plays piano. I, I'm assuming. Why she else does in you the have sequel. One? She does in the sequel. Yes. Oh, Mr. Miyagi and Louisa, they go on the road together. It's amazing. Um, all right, so <laughs> Louisa it's for and the Mr. Christmas Mi- special. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need an, a Karate Kid's Christmas special. Yes, yes, absolutely. Everybody shows up, even the Fraggles. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Louisa and Mr. Miyagi eat dinner by candlelight and she says more potatoes, Mr. Miyagi. And he said, she, he says, no, thank you, Louisa son. So yeah, she's the wife of his friend and she's calling him Mr. Yeah. They're not that close. Uh, yeah. I don't say that he's a rice man though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like that. It's like a little joke, you know, this is why I don't like potatoes because I like rice. Obviously. Come on. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't think I have any friends that I call Mr. <laughs> That'd be very weird. Unless, Matt, you want me to start call, calling me Mr. Humphrey? Yes, Mr. Humphrey. Yeah, go ahead. You do you. <laughs> <laughs> so no. you call me, if you call me Robinson, I'll call you Mr. Humphrey. It'll be like a whole gimmick we have here for the rest of the this uh, is just, I'll, The podcast I'll, is officially out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> and I slowly zoom out of focus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, Leandra hung up. What the heck happened? It's <laughs> all gone to hell. Okay. Uh, we see, Did you guys uh, notice on his lapel uh, a ribbon? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Uh, d- Leandra, did you know what it was? Or I, I didn't know what it was, but I didn't okay. notice it. Okay. Uh, if you have any trivia, I don't kind of take it from you. <laughs> I have all the trivia. At least that can be found. Um yeah, this is a solid blue ribbon framed in gold. I looked it up. It is a real ribbon. It is the presidential unit citation, which was the thing we saw him honored with. In the last, so that is the ribbon. And uh, 
it's so weird. It's, you know, he wasn't a fan of his Medal of Honor. He didn't like to display it, but he wore it in the, at the ceremony because maybe he was, it was like expected. But like here he is at dinner. I mean, possibly maybe, maybe that night, maybe a night later, I'm assuming. Why is he still wearing his ribbon? Does he, is he, is he showing it off? Does he feel kind of honored to get it or, you know, or I, I just think even Mr. Miyagi wouldn't display these things. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, Mr. Miyagi's the the ladies' man also, is, is definitely dressing up for for Louisa. Yeah, also this, we've established this is alternate universe, Mr. Miyagi. Ooh, Bizarro Miyagi. Um, yeah, we can run with this. I like this. Um, yeah, yeah. So he's very he's a very proud guy, and <laughs> he's just like, yeah, yeah, I was in the war. What about it? <laughs> uh, and of course, he's just romancing ladies left and right with no regard on whether they were like the wife of their dead best friend. <laughs> uh, no conscience at all. He doesn't even have Daniel's son. Something's wrong here. No Jiminy tr- Cricket for him to go, no, wait, <laughs> no, this is wrong. <laughs> uh, so Louisa mentions how sorry it is her granddaughter isn't here to meet him. And right on cue, we see young Julie Pierce coming home right behind her in the windows. It's a classic, this is a classic Markley-ism here, where uh, <laughs> just nail it right on the nose there. Boom. Um, so, uh, without further ado, the next Karate Kid herself has arrived, Miss Karate Kid. And she is played by young Hillary Swank, and I have trivia. <laughs> Every time you say Miss Karate Kid, I just picture the, the Miss Pac-Man bow on her head. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh her name is Hillary, spelled with one L. Uh, apparently, she is named after a character on the Carol Burnett, Carol Burnett Show, which is kind of cool. Uh, her last name, Swank, comes from the original German, Schwenk. So they changed it when they came to America. Uh, born in Nebraska and moved to Washington as a child. She has no martial arts experience, but she competed in the Junior Olympics. She ranked fifth in the state in gymnastics. She says, quote, I grew up as an athlete, so working out for me is like breathing, sleeping, eating, drinking water. It's a really vital part of my life. I really want that to be like a quote that comes out of my mouth because it is not relatable to me. I'm just like, I broke a sweat thinking about that right now. Like just I exercise as much as I sleep or eat. It's just it, you know. Uh, got bit by the acting bug when she played Mowgli in The Jungle Book on stage at age nine. Um, when she was 15, her parents divorced and her mother and her moved to LA to support Hillary's acting. Uh, they lived in a, in a car until their mother could raise the funds for an apartment. Also, she enrolled there at South Pasadena high, but dropped out because she felt like an outsider. So she is a, she's a high school dropout at this point. Um, she went on to some TV reoccurring roles on growing pains, evening shade and camp wilder. At 1992, at age 18, she got a small part in the movie version of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Leandra, do you? Uh, do you I don't. I don't remember her in that movie. I, I haven't seen that in ages. Uh, I I recently rewatched the movie and I went, "Oh, that's Hilary Swank!" <laughs> and I, I'm just like smacking the people around me, going like, "Hey." Look, look, look who it is. And they're like, okay, that's great. I'm like, no, you don't understand. That's Hillary Swank. And they're like, okay, that's fine. 
She got her back broke on a chair. You don't get it. <laughs> it's important that you get upset. <laughs> I heard that she was like, uh, I, I could, I just like reading about it. She's like a bad, a bad, somebody that's like an antagonist to Buffy, but is like a bitchy teenager kind of thing. She's a friend of me. Uh, she, yeah. okay. she plays the, the really stupid friend in the friend group. Who's like a follower. Hmm. So it, it's a fun trope and she does a really good job at it. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, soon after her role in Buffy, she was cast in the next karate kid, which is considered her breakout role. Uh, of course she has a long career after that, but we'll probably discuss that at the end of the movie. But can either of you name the two movies she won the best actress Oscar for two movies? Two movies. Hmm. Is one of the million dollar baby. Yes. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I've done my part. Mr. Yep. Humphrey, it's you. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Humphrey. You stole my answer. I have. <laughs> uh, I will give you a clue. It is a cure song. <laughs> hmm. Nah, no, nope. still nothing. She plays someone named Brandon. <laughs> you play someone named Brandon? Yep. No, uh, Boys don't cry. That's right. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, a uh, a role that she actually said, like you know, in the last couple of years, that she was like, yeah, I, I really shouldn't have played that role, even though she won an Oscar for it. You know, so I've never actually seen it before, but I believe it was it's about a uh, isn't it a girl who wants to become a boy and goes along with that. I forget. And they doesn't she get? Oh, it's like a horror. I heard it's like you know, very tragic. Very, very sad. So, and true story. Uh, I should have researched it. <laughs> Sorry. People are yelling at their devices. All right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, can you believe the Oscar winning Hillary Swank starred in the next Karate Kid? It seemed like, it seems like that question always comes up as like a fun trivia fact. Like, yeah, but did you know, <laughs> like this movie is almost totally forgotten. Um, all right. Well, how about favorite Hillary Swank role? I'll put it out to either of you. It's uh, this. We're watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do love her in this. Yeah, she's 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 spunky, like the tagline suggests. <laughs> I, I can't think of many besides what we've mentioned already. <laughs> I guess I'll say Million Dollar Baby. I do say I want to re. I do really want to rewatch Million Dollar Baby now, even though that movie did break me. <laughs> uh, but I, I like her in uh, Insomnia as well. Uh, she's kind of paired up with Al Pacino in that movie. Um, recently, I'd, I've had some swank in my life. I watched uh, the whole season of the canceled Netflix astronaut drama uh, Away. I enjoyed that about a mom that goes to space. And uh, I also saw her in the very uh, sexy. Uh, uh, fatal where she's uh, like playing this manipulative. She, she like sleeps with this guy who's married and he's hoping he's sick. And he's got a white night, one night stand, but it turns out like she's like a cop and she messes with his life. Uh, it's like a very fatal attraction kind of thing. Uh, so it was fun, but yeah. Uh, next to uh, karate kid trivia about Hillary. She beat out 500 other hopefuls for the role of Julie um, she said she saw an ad that they were looking for a girl in Karate Kid 4 and she's just like oh 
uh, I'm probably going to be playing Ralph Macchio's girlfriend in this movie or something like that. And she says, quote, it wasn't until I got the screen test that I found out I was, I was going to be Ralph. Well, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Boys don't cry part two. (laughs) Yes. Uh, do do you remember uh, what the poster looks like? Have you have you either of you looked up and saw the poster of this movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't recall it. No. The oh, wait, answer yeah. is yes, <laughs> but I I don't remember. <laughs> it's you uh, kick in front of a sunset or sunrise or something. Yeah, it's it's a close up of Miyagi and Julie bowing to each other, and then up above the title is her doing this like flying kick, you know, and. Um, they were they were doing a little bit of a retrospective in People magazine of all the different roles that Hillary's done, and she, when she came upon this poster, she says, uh, "I had some flexibility. I remember doing that shot, and when I was done, I was so sore I couldn't sit down." Mm-hmm. So probably had to do it a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So back to the movie. Uh, Julie comes in. Louisa tries introducing Mr. Miyagi. Ms. Miyagi stands up. Julie stops, looks at him, walks out of frame. And then pops back in and give a snotty hi. <laughs> Which, uh, great introduction to Julie. She's a very pleasant person <laughs> at the beginning of this movie. That's when he was like, I must train you. <laughs> yes, I see potential already. Uh, but he does look a little miffed when he sits back down. I saw, I, I just noticed. And so Louisa tries to go to the kitchen to get her to be polite. Um, and she's like, you invited him here. You talk to him. Um, she takes some meat from the fridge. Won't tell Louisa who it's for. It's for a friend. It's like, do you have a, like a homeless guy you go see when I'm like, what is going on with this kid? You don't have to have like a, a bird of prey or anything. No, that's just silly. That's just weird. No, pre- pretend I didn't even think that. That's yeah. just, sorry. Where would you get one of these from? <laughs> Uh, Louisa tries to get her to say who the friend is, but Julie feels persecuted. I feel like I'm in a police station and uh, tells her to leave her alone. Um, teenagers, am I right? <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Julie tries to storm off. Louisa makes a mistake of calling her by Julie's dead mother's name. And then Julie uses this opportunity to tell us, tell us <laughs> that her parents died in a car accident. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's one thing for Julie to be like, Hey, I'm Julie. My mom's name was Susan. But then they followed up with the exact line is she was killed in a car accident with my father and they're both dead. So stop trying to bring them back. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I, I know that. Please don't rub it in. Yeah. I just, I wish that they had paused, looked at the screen, smiled, and then moved on <laughs> because they're breaking the fourth wall so hard. Like, yes. <laughs> Ah, uh, amazing. Uh, yeah, for some reason, Ryan Reynolds walks in the frame and just kind of looks yeah. at the camera. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I will say it's confusing because she says, because Louise's husband is Jack Pierce. Julie's last name is Pierce. So that implies that Julie got her name from her father. When her father married her mother, <laughs> his name would be Pierce. And it would give her the last name, uh, Julie's last name, Pierce, which would make Louisa her paternal grandmother. Why is she confusing Julie with not her dead daughter, but <laughs> dead daughter-in-law? I mean, were they – it just seems like it's very tropey to – like if your son died to call your 
grandson by his name or something. But it's so weird to be like, yeah, the woman that married my son, I'm getting her confused. Yeah, that is I, odd. I guess that makes substantially more sense than what I assumed, which was that Susan was her daughter, but somehow um, Pierce is everybody's last name and <laughs> we're not supposed to worry about it. I'm sure, I mean, you know, there are only a certain amount of names. I'm sure there are times when, you know, uh, people of the same last name have married each other. I mean, I hear that happens in the South sometimes, uh, but uh, that's a joke, everybody. I'm just kidding around. Okay. We don't have to write any letters. I'll just send them to Matt anyway. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Louisa tearfully apologizes. Miyagi understands what she's going through because... Miyagi is an expert in grief. He's he's lost so much in his life, his country, the lives around him in the war, his ba- wife and baby and his father. Um, and he says, like, grief trapped in the heart becomes big anger, which I agree. <laughs> still, doing, uh, still doing the Yoda thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it gets a little... Fr- yeah. It's about to get very frustrating for Louisa, but... I don't know. I, I feel like uh, in some of those cases, gr- grief did turn to anger for him. Like, oh, I remember like his big drunk scene in part one. Maybe that's what we're supposed to be thinking of, about, like how like self-abusive he is with, you know, his drinking. And he's just, he's absolutely tormented in that scene. Um, so, um, but yeah, Louisa shows that she's at wit's end and uh, like, I don't know what to do anymore. And Miyagi's like, I got a suggestion. What are flowers? <laughs> it's just like, I love that she's just like, it, it, it almost implies in a scene that Louisa has some experience with Miyagi's, uh, Miyagi-isms because she just is like, what? Like, she's like, acts immediately frustrated. Like, no, 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 don't, don't pull this nonsense with me right now. <laughs> um, and, uh, but, uh, yeah. Also, I have to say, Analyzing the scene, Miyagi kind of picks up the flowers and walks right up to her, and he's like really close to her. Uh, yeah. And uh, it just seems kind of intimate, and as if he was about to propose. But she doesn't look like she's receptive to that. <laughs> she no. looks standoffish a little bit. No, no. Yeah. Why are you approaching me, little man? <laughs> <laughs> we were never. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're here for this. Great. <laughs> oh, I thought no. you were different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Miyagi says uh, he wants her to water his flowers in California, and it just kind of stops there. The scene stops. There's no explanation. <laughs> Could he be implying, you know, like at this point, it's like, is he implying that he's he wants Louisa to come back to his house with him? And I want to we'll take you away behind. from all this. Yeah. She can survive on her own. You just come with me, Hockey. <laughs> Let's water flowers together. Doesn't California sound better than Boston? I don't know. <laughs> better weather. Uh, so we cut to the gate to the high school. And Julie has a screwdriver she uses to break in. She runs through the campus. And then she uses her screwdriver to pry open a security gate and a window. Pretty handy screwdriver. <laughs> Never Uh, seen a screwdriver so handy outside of Doctor Who. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. This one doesn't even make any noise. Um, 
so yeah, we see her stalking through the dark hallways, and there's a camera or our, our, our camera. F- folk. Oh, sorry, Matt. Was I was going to say, say did she have to do that every night? Like, I know. How often does she do this? Because <laughs> she's well, we find out she's got a little. She's taking care of a void up on top of the roof, <laughs> and uh, and every uh, yeah. every every morning, someone's like, oh, again, it's been broken. In. <laughs> right. Gotta fix that. Well, Again. it seems it seems like it triggers a silent alarm. You know, we're going to find out on Friday what that silent alarm might uh, draw near. But uh, uh, the, we do see the camera focuses in on a flashing red light, um, and it seems you know like a little silent alarm has gone off. Uh, by the way, this is Brookline High School uh, in Massachusetts. All interior and exterior is Brookline. Um, so if you go there, I bet you. I bet it's a private school, quite honestly. I mean, if it's got that giant gate on there, um, I really didn't look into it. But um, she seems like the private school type with the, <laughs> the house she lives in. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's a pretty nice house. Uh, Julie climbs to the roof, and we now see that she is here to tend to a hawk named Angel, uh, who is locked in a pigeon coop with an injured wing. Uh, this is a girl named Angel, a girl hawk. Not Angel, Angel, Angel. <laughs> how, do, yeah. how do you say that in Spanish? Um, Angel, 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 Angel. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, no, it's just funny. Uh, uh, I did Redemption Cast, a podcast all about the show Angel, and it was a male angel, so I have to keep reminding myself this is a girl angel. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a stripper name. <laughs> 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 That's a stripping bird. <laughs> Take That's that bandage off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too much uh too much pole time that wing got hurt. Um That's a repetitive repetitive stress fracture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh little bit of trivia. Angel is a Harris hawk. I don't know. It's a species native to the desert of southwestern United States. How did it Not- get here? <laughs> Anywhere in your Boston. Yeah. I will. I'm sorry, you go. No, 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 no. go ahead. Oh, I'm just trying to figure out, uh, did did Louisa pay for her granddaughter to get um, falconry lessons, also get her a falcon uh, from the Southwest, and also animal husbandry, because now she's a vet tech, and she's just like trying to figure out how to how to make this uh, this bird better through i guess just wrapping a t-shirt rag <laughs> around its wing like there's there's a lot of questions that are not answered and i don't need them to be answered but i do need i do need your view your listeners to know that i'm curious i mean there are so many questions I mean, she p- opens the coop and puts a glove on where did the glove come from? The, the, she it hops on. Uh, she hops on uh, her hand, and uh, it's like, who trained this hawk? Uh, she if did. You know, <laughs> sure. If you notice, it's got a little leash on its talons too. So I think it's a little bit of like, uh, like there's obviously a, a hawk handler probably standing off screen or whatever, and that's its leash from that, and not. It just doesn't make sense that a wild hawk would have a leash on it. Um, 
And you can kind of see that Hilary Swank, as an actor, got some amount of prep to work with this uh, with this bird. The handler probably was like, okay, what you're going to do is you're going to put your arm out. The bird is going to initiate jumping onto the arm. You're going to hold onto its lead with your other arm, uh, with yeah. your other hand, and then you're going to take your entire uh, hand arm uh, unit out at the same time as to not terrify Angel. Mm-hmm. And all this kind of, you can see the gears turning, going like, okay, step one, step two, and we go. Uh, uh, yeah. Why is she, why is she keeping it in a coop? <laughs> Where are the pigeons? Did the hawk eat all the pigeons? <laughs> pigeons aren't a problem, a problem anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the coop's all cleaned out. It's like I can move right in. Um, also... Why isn't any, anybody discovered? Like, why is this a good hiding space for Angel? Why didn't Julie just, like, bring it home? Because uh, it seems like a lot of effort and a lot of so many questions. And we'll never get them answered, but whatever. Not until they do the sequel. <laughs> right, right. We're still waiting. Uh, so Julie starts talking about her day, which is another uh, Mark Lee. Uh, here we go. She says to the hawk, I got in another argument with my grandmother tonight. I wish my parents were still here. Everything's going to be so messed up. <laughs> just like, come on. I, 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 I don't know. I think it's very much like Mark Lee is trying to be like, hey, she's, her, remember her parents are dead? Remember, she's kind of distraught about it. And, you know, this is the only person she can talk to is a bird. <laughs> but is, is a hawk the type of emotional support animal that that you think would work best. All right. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to say this to a dog. Yeah. Mm, I don't think a hawk is very loving. No. She's just very close. Always on the lookout for uh, something small to eat. Right. Like her, like her eyes. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think I'm a little scared of uh, a, at least a bird that big. I would be a little weary having that on my arm. <laughs> Uh, then she starts this stuff that goes into Friday where she starts trying to scare the hawk, like almost like a Stockholm syndrome thing. Like, you know, if they found out you were here, they take you away. <laughs> uh, I hadn't even considered the, uh, what she's actually saying. <laughs> like, don't go anywhere. Only I can take care of you. You wrap me in a t-shirt. I can't even fly. Help. It's like misery. I've hobbled you to make me make you somebody. I wouldn't I can have talk had to, to break your wing if you hadn't left. <laughs> right. Just write another book. <laughs> All right, uh, you folks have anything else to say about this scene before we wrap it up? Um, only that at roughly the same age, um, I I might have. It wasn't an accident. I along with a couple of my friends broke into my high school just as a, as a high school, like Ooh. idiot thing to do. Uh -huh. um, and what that really manifested as was uh, we were, we were staying over on the football field overnight. It was like a senior event yeah. thing. And we, we all decided that we were going to get on top of the roof of the high school and people were like fiddling with the, uh, with the windows. And obviously the police did show up <laughs> and we, we all ran 
as fast as we could to get off of the uh, off of the roof and we went to the football field and inexplicably because kids are very smart uh, we all decided that we weren't going to run from the cops. We were just going to face plant as uh, as flat onto the ground as possible so that when they were shining their lights, they wouldn't be able to see us, I guess. <laughs> and I just remember the the police officers uh, over their little speaker, phone, uh, speaker thing going, we can still see you. Just <laughs> don't break into the high school. We're not coming back out here. <laughs> to warn you so i as soon as i saw the little flashing light thing i'm like oh i I know what that's like (laughs) right Mm -hmm. all right good story we do need to wrap it up for today but you know if anybody's listening you're upset about this maybe you can like go water some flowers or something um but thank you so much for joining us leandra do you want to come back on friday for four more next karate kid minutes Absolutely. Four is the perfect number of minutes. Isn't it? (laughs) All right. Yeah, it's only Wednesday. We're like halfway through this movie already. Um, It's so good. (laughs) Please send feedback to KarateKidMinute at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or join the Miyagi-Do Karate Dojo Facebook group. Just search for Karate Kid Minute and you'll find us. And please, if you've got a minute... Give us a nice rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate that. Let us know if you're enjoying the show. If you're not, email me. I'll send it to Matt. And until next time. Anybody who lose parent have much grief. <laughs>